started it. I started it. He started it and he's already mad at me. I'm already, well, I'm not mad. I'm just like, how, what? But then, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you do that with me too. So, but yeah, Joel just fully disclosed that he has never finished watching uh, all five seasons of the wire. I think that, I think I had the, the Godfather syndrome, you know, when like you talk about the Godfather and everybody's like, Oh yeah. And then there's always that guy. It's like, you know, he hasn't seen the Godfather, but he's kind of playing along. I've done that with the wire for a while. I, I think I watched through season three or oh! maybe after season four. And I didn't, I don't think I ever, I don't think I finished it. Okay. Well, full disclosure, season five is kind of like a, a denouement. If you okay. will, after because action. frankly seasons three and four are as shakespearean as it gets and they're okay. uh just incredibly well written and season mm-hmm. five feels kind of it's almost it's kind of like it's a little bit of a stretch maybe okay um but it is valid because especially now it's probably even more is prescient mm-hmm. um because it, it it's it it's journalism's turn ah and i think like watching it now probably would be even more powerful maybe just a little bit date because it is you know the show is a little bit dated technology wise right um and that shows but the writing it doesn't matter it's universal well when kirsten and i we recently wrapped up the sopranos tour um all the way through and i was like next we need to do the wire because and then i was like sheepishly looked at her and she doesn't care but i was like sheepishly looked at her i'm like i haven't finished it she's like oh yeah we should do that and i'm like oh man how many people have i told that i did or at least pretended like i did i'm sure there's a few so full disclosure i haven't finished it so good um Getting friend, honest, getting vulnerable. Jeremy might loan you his Blu-rays of it. Well, I have HBO Max. Oh, okay. Well, then I can yeah, stream you have it. No excuse. I know. I know. So Hi, everybody. Fine. Hi. Welcome, to, <laughs> welcome to the Joel, trying to be better with Joel and Steve podcast. Um, glad you're here. Toot your hooter. Toot your hooter. Brought to you today <laughs> by Kavita Master Brew Tart Cherry Kombucha and uh, uh, grapefruit bubbly. I'm drinking a full booch. I'm not, I'm not sharing it with Pearson. Some, uh, that's our sober nightcap sometimes is a, is a kombucha. And, um, oh, you guys I'm, are out of control. Dude, we get wild, but some of them are pretty boozy. Like we bought one. So we do the, the, like they bring your groceries to your car thing and then they substitute whatever they want. Right. They brought us a substitute one that was pretty boozy. This one, these don't have any booze in them at all. Some oh, yeah. of them, have a little fermentation it's kind of like ah, we had to dump that one out right yeah be on the safe side yeah welcome to the podcast everybody totally um steve and i are jazzed i think we're we mentioned jazzed. Last, last time we've got I, I made a little schedule in my phone and if all of them hold up and we don't have to reschedule anybody we've got kind of a, about a month and a half worth of guests i didn't say that right month and a half worth i can't say it let me try it again the I'm next a, six I'm weeks yeah, of guests, <laughs> really great guests, one of which is kind of mind-blowing to think about. So hopefully all of that pans out. Sure. So stay tuned. Speaking of that, I have to do my my wife's bidding here. She said, make sure to say on your podcast to like and subscribe and rate us and give us a good review or a bad yes. review. Just give us a review on Apple Podcasts because that's a big boon. But also it just kind of is a way to share the love because we've got some pretty cool people coming up talking about some pretty cool, interesting things. And I think it could be of real benefit to others. So totally. you know, I don't know if I don't know if there's a way to do that on Spotify or Stitcher. I don't know. 
frankly, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually logged into Stitcher. I should probably do that. I did a long time ago, but oh. I, I haven't. Um, so I don't know if there's a way to like and subscribe and review, and, you know, follow us on the Instagrams that yeah, please be better podcast. Yep. On Instagram. I'm trying to be better about, I'm trying to be better. You're all killing around. it, man. Your Instagram feed was just fire this last week. Yeah. A lot I of opened good suggestions. Up, yeah. Opened a suggestion box. We got a lot of cool suggestions. So we also got um, a, um, an email from our friend, Elisa. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. I'll forward it to you. I yeah. responded today. Hi, Lisa. Um, Hi, Lisa. Thank you. We had some kind of nice suggestions for like potential formatting things. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, well, I she's... think she, one of the things she mentioned a podcast where like at the end they, they play a song that like ties into the theme of the Ooh, podcast. So there's like, nice. a little, you know, I dig it. Well, yeah. Elisa, Elisa has mentioned and recommended many podcasts to me and to Kirsten, one of which Kirsten and I listened to a boatload of on a on a road trip uh i think it was this last summer um it was a really wildly funny sex positive podcast about all kinds of things it was like a call in and anybody can email questions it was like no holds barred no shame ask whatever you want about sex was it It dan savage's show it might have been i love dan savage his show's amazing yeah, I think it might have been his. I I can't remember. The Savage Lovecast. Yeah, that's it. That's it. She rec- <laughs> yeah, she recommended that to us and I mean, Kirsten and I just ate it up. We're like, "Another I just, one." Another I one, love one. just these situations that people call in and he's like, "That's great." Yeah, he doesn't I care. Mean, there just, may there may be a pitfall here or there. You might want to watch out for this, but other than that, yeah. toot your hooter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like Kirsten and I were just like, we learned a we learned a lot on that road trip. Let me just say that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So thanks for the email, Lisa. And you know, that's the thing is like, we're, we're fans of podcasts. The fact that we have people that are kind of fans of ours is kind of weird and awesome and amazing, but you, you, most of these folks know us. So reach out to us and say, Hey, try this or Hey, do that. Or what if you guys had this person on? I'm totally down for that. Yep. TTBB podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, our friend Ben Becker had a lot of cool things to say. He definitely he he said he's like, you know, I kind of thought you and Steve talking on a podcast, you know, would be great because you guys like to talk, but it you never know if it's gonna translate. And he's like, it does. And that was kind of nice oh, to hear. Nice. That like, yeah, that's good so to hear. Thanks, Ben. And thanks for the email, Elisa. We appreciate you. She's a fellow chicken. Yeah, she's chicken, got chicken. Chicken lord. Chick, what are you chicken owner? Chicken pal? I would say that I have chickens. I have chickens or maybe more accurately. They have me. Oh my God. How did, how did they do over that cold snap? Everybody. Was, okay. Uh, well, one of them died. Oh, so that's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, we don't, I don't think it was necessarily directly related to the cold because the other two were fine. Yeah. Um, but I think she got sick and then the cold didn't help. And by the time I knew that I wasn't trying to tee you up on this. No, no, I you're knew fine. That app, but I forgot, but no, I knew fine. it. Okay. Um, so, but no, the two remaining ones, uh, I let them out tonight and they're just loving it. Cause they're starting to like the grounds kind of thawed and mushy yeah. and there's like yeah. little flying bugs in there. So they were just having a field day. It was great. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was right. fun. I, I went on a walk today and heard birds and it was mm-hmm. like, so exciting. Like it's exciting. Spring, is, spring is on its way, everybody. Yeah. I got to tell you, I mean, like I, there's a, uh, like, I know I have family up in Minnesota and like I know somebody in North Dakota and like, it's really like, I'm not going to complain too much because no. we had it for a week and they lived through it all winter, you know, and but also we, that was I've brutal. Got friends, 
Like that I've was got, gnarly. Yeah. I might, I know, I know we have a listener up in Minneapolis, Jeremy, my old pal from college. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I, I was texting him the other day and he sent me a playlist of shit or whatever. And I, and I was like, how are you? And he's like cold. You know, I'm like, Oh yeah, you're really, co- I mean, I'm cold, but mm-hmm. you guys are really cold. Well, my deal was I walked outside one day after that brutal negative 30 or whatever it was cold snap. Mm-hmm. And went out to go tend to the chickens and I stepped outside and I'm like, no, it's not too bad out. It feels pretty good. And I looked at my the thermometer it was negative two. That's <laughs> a like, heat wave this is, after this is bullshit. I just, well, after three days in a row of like negative twenty, yeah, you could feel the difference between negative twenty oh, and negative two. Definitely. Oh yeah. Which I didn't think was possible. And we we've got pals, some good pals of us are, ours are down in Austin, Texas, and oh boy, mm-hmm. what a shit show that is. Totally. But you know, I'm glad Ted Cruz got a little getaway. That's right. Well, he was just being a good father. He was showing he's showing his kids. He was leading by example that when the people that depend on you to make rational decisions and, uh, you know, help them to be their representative, what you do is you leave town, you skip out because you can. And, and then he, them. but that's the thing is that he used his daughters as an excuse, yeah. but he, then he knew it was a lie yes. when he was asked about it. And then he went back on that. Yes. Al, Al Franken did a whole story. on but the, the important thing here is that, his wife's really pissed <laughs> that somebody in their friend group said, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck I'm going to s- I'm going to send this to the New York times. I'm sending this text chain to the New York times. You, you just suck. That's what she's actually pissed about. Yeah. Because the real problem are the leakers that are, you know, mm-hmm. bailing water. That's what well, like, you know, Joel, everybody knows that the real problem is the whistleblowers. Right. If nobody blew the whistle, then everything would be fine. Right. For them for them right so we were talking about (laughs) we were talking about a tv show at the top of the show tv shows yeah would you say that um in today's modern society Mm -hmm. like watching the wire as much of it as you may have watched i'm assuming like it did me had an effect on how i viewed the world Yes, because of its writing and because of the story and because yeah. of just the timeliness of the topics mm-hmm. and the universal universality of the topics. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's safe to say that that informed your worldview and maybe changed an opinion or two of yours. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Especially so, as it relates to the uh, uh, like, you know, uh, law enforcement and all of that, especially. Oh, in, like, sure. season- yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> It's all in the game. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so that what we were kind of talking about, and I'm talking to our audience now for a topic yes. this evening, is the idea of is art important? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Is I, art important to a yeah. society? Mm-hmm. And why is it important if it is? Yeah. Um. um I, I know Joel. I know Joel is just like right. His it's like the cartoon thing with the fire and yeah, the stars and the lightning coming out of his head right now. Because some steaming. of you may have put together that Joel is an actor. I'm an actor, artist, theater yes. artist, teaching artist, teaching artist. You teach art. Yes, I do. Um, and I can tell you with 100 percent assurance, and, and definitely, I I kind of you know uh, threw this out to Steve. You know yesterday or today um 
Uh, yeah. In a, in a word. Yes. It's very important. Um, on, on paper, if you look at the way things are trending in higher education, in obviously in a global pandemic right now, there are certain types of art that are very celebrated and other types of art that can't be celebrated, or at least we're missing right now. But the ability for a culture to reinterpret itself and express itself, not necessarily I mean, I think all art is political and all art is, is socially beneficial, even if it's, you know, complete absurdism, because it, it institutes that on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, everybody's needs are getting met and therefore they can express themselves like our ancient ancestors in caves. They were warm, they were fed, they were procreated, and they were able to, to paint on walls to tell the story of who they were and what they did. So at the very least, it is essential. It is it is a it is a symptom of a culture that is healthy if the art is vibrant and possible. You I know? think th those two words are important: vibrant and possible. Right, right, yes. And the problem is, I the problem is that I think at least in this country, art, music theater storytelling has to go through the gauntlet of commodification in order oh, to be, most definitely it has unless to you're way outside of that um it, machine right in order in order to be successful right Fina financially successful right right yeah. there you to go make, to you. really to be able to make a living at it you have to you have to um succumb to that on a certain level yes even if it's even if you're applying for weird nonprofit grants that you know want to pay you to you know paint yourself in human feces for a month or whatever, like <laughs> somebody pays for that shit. There's a line right. from a a play I love um, about art. Um, it's called The Shape of Things by Neil Butte, who's got a whole list of problems. Please email us about it, but I won't go into it now. But you know, there's this monologue at the end where he's like, somebody pays for your shit. He's talking to this girl that screwed him over who was an artist. And he's like, everybody pays, like somebody pays for it. That's true. We're not, I don't, I don't know. Anybody can like you and I getting on our computers and deciding to explore the art of conversation is something people can do. Sure. We joke about getting that Lamborghini money, but you know, <laughs> our, butter, our, <laughs> our bread you. is buttered elsewhere. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, like, Yes, this is a long, big, huge conversation, but I think it's important because, you know, trying to convince administrators, I'm going to be super vague, how important it is to let the artists be experts and try to tell the story to try to entice folks to come play in your sandbox. I'm being super vague. Um, it, it is something you have to continually justify in that realm like in the educational realm or in the grant writing realm or in anybody, you know, you have to continually say what we do is important and it's valid. My worry is, and I kind of ranted about this on Facebook the other day that it's, you know, the, the, I, I, I worry that more and more we're becoming so capitalistic that we're only going to look at things that can make the most amount of money right away instead of celebrating the liberal arts and not just performing arts or, or visual arts or fine arts, but the, the ability to discover a wide variety of things and to synthesize that into a, a, a life. You actually use a term that I would like you to clarify because I feel yes. like you might actually be able to do that. Sure. 
define liberal arts as ah. relates to you, you 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 said like performing arts yes the two different things what is a liberal art so here's the deal and i'm and again this is somebody's going to take me to task because i'm I, we would we would be better served by asking somebody who who teaches in the hardcore humanities like you know religious studies philosophy language that sort of mm. stuff because that's sort of the heart of the liberal arts but but fine art, theater, music, those things are definitely a part of the liberal arts. But what's happened in 2021 is the idea, and I think this is really true, the word liberal has been co-opted in a lot of gnarly ways. Really? And, and arts have been, have been you know, watered down in, in a lot of ugly ways. So when you put those two things together, when people, there are, and I'm going to be super vague, but I, I'm talking about a particular person. There's somebody who I know who is at a very privileged position of power who continues to think that the liberal arts are the fine arts are mm. you know fine arts performing arts those music those sort of things liberal arts a liberal arts education is based on the idea that a student could come into that academic environment and have the ability to discover and be curious and study a multiplicity of subjects and synthesize those subjects through their experience and what their what their pursuit of knowledge, and then um, that that would encourage that individual to be a more well-rounded human and be more beneficial to a society. That's kind of what I understand in a very layman's way. So, so, so to provide the most good for the most people. Booyah! Yes, right. Kind of like what Brian talked about with yep. a good economy. Mm -hmm. It all ties together. And I, mm -hmm. and I, so this, yeah. I, so I'm going to take a step backward evolutionary here for a second, but to say that, like, so that's, I think the, the, the that's where that thing of the liberal elites come from. It's well, them, yeah. Then liberal elites, because they're getting out and learning that there's more to life than my <laughs> little, my little quarter of the world. And them other people. Yes. Yes. I learned about them other people and finding out that they're really, they're actually kind of cool and have good food and good music and, or, or yeah, shouldn't they, be persecuted. Right. <laughs> that. Yeah. And, and the idea that, that that all happens in higher education is very, the, the, the idea of free thought and free discovery and, and a there's wide, that word, Joel free. It's all, and, somebody's paying for it. Just like you said, it's free. And, Who's and paying for that? Who's paying for that free thought, Joel? <laughs> and the wide availability of an individual to explore and and be curious and study science or French or theater or why why would anybody study French? Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. I was I, I really hope that that's not the the rest of the podcast. <laughs> You're you sound like what's that? What's Sorry, the Muppet? Man. What's the Muppet that talks like that? Oh, uh, Jack, not named Jack job. <laughs> What's that? Is it precious? Is that his name? I really, I don't know. Man. Oh, Let's God, it's some like Muppet trivia, but I was, I almost thought, you know, well, I thought, well, Sam, the Eagle, but Sam Wait. actually has some principles. Well, that's all he has. That's what, that's what he's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of Sam, the Eagles. That's all he, all he has are his, his platitudes. Oh boy. 
so anyway, you know, sorry, they, I, agree. I yeah, I'll no, pass. it's no that that counterpoint is great because that's the argument. What you're saying is that that's the constant argument is, mm-hmm. and now I'm not to just. Can we just stop dis- learning about other things and just study one thing? Now I'm not here to disparage like trade schools because that's oh hell no, aw- dude, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But for also for a society to thrive, it needs to have a place where all of those schools of thought can be in one place. And those, and I've seen it with my own eyes, students, you know, learning something in a religious studies class and then applying it to the play they're writing. And then that play they're writing gets handed off to a lighting designer who is an electrician and understands electricity and physics and lights the play that they're doing. And then somebody writes a review of it in their journalism class and somebody read, you know what I mean? Like, the, the idea that the liberal arts education should die, it means that, well, then, then it's going to turn into 1984 and that, the, 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 you know, the state is going to tell you exactly. It's just going to, what well, is that? That's, that I believe is the end is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. No more free thinking. Right. We do. Free thinking is bad for systems of power. Yes. Free thinking is really bad for systems of power because right. people stand up and say, actually, I don't think that's right for anybody. Yeah. But a small percentage of the people. Right. And 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 this is where I think, you know, because I think that you could easily say that people who were sold a big lie were told that they needed to rise up a few weeks ago and overthrow the government. Yeah. But but. I think the, th- the missing piece there is the celebration of satire, of mm. beauty, <laughs> of 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 wild wild expression for no other reason, like Dadaism or something <sighs> completely Ma- pointless. I started reading Mad Magazine when I was pretty young. Yes. and I remember my dad telling me like that magazine is going to rot your brain. <laughs> and he was kind of kidding but as i get i don't think he was actually yeah because he was right in that generation where like uh, yeah. satire and just kind of open mocking of institutions mm-hmm. was not which is what mad totally was like yes. this is this institution is ridiculous let's yes. we're gonna lampoon it right endlessly right um did like that did was, national lamp did national lampoons predate mad magazine I I don't know the history of that well enough, but I think Mad predates the Lampoons. Oh, okay. That's I was just curious. That yeah, not, so satire, yeah. art, or just like free expression. I mean, that's that's the interesting thing too that I I remember, and I I don't remember. I wasn't there, but that I you know witnessed through being really fascinated by it in six, 60s counterculture is mm-hmm. that the idea of revolution, a free expression of sexual revolution women's rights the black panthers all the civil rights all of it the idea that that um oh i just lost my train of thought sorry go ahead black well that it was all yeah that it was all tied together through music art expression i mean yes it fell off the rails as all things do but well it might not it might have gotten pushed off the rails yeah there yeah there's that mm-hmm. but it was all tied together i mean that's and i don't know i mean I, that's that's the thing so yes art Art is important also, and, and this is this is the interesting thing. And I, I mentioned um, um, 
uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, mm. there's also this idea that like art is so important. And so it should be revered and, and celebrated and, and really held up. And that, I think idea, that idea keeps people from just, you know, being willing to fuck something up. Like, I don't want, how could I can't, if I can't write all along the watchtower, then I shouldn't write a song. If oh. I can't, if I can't write King Lear, then I shouldn't write a play. It's like, just that, just, I don't know. The idea that people feel free enough that they can express. And that's, what's been interesting in the last year with pandemic and political unrest. I, I know a lot of artists that have been like, man, I don't feel like creating anything right now. Cause it's like, mm. we're worried about our basic needs and you, you don't, you don't feel like it's okay to express. Although people are like, that's when you should express the most, but it's also like when your basic needs are in, are being threatened we can't, you know, but whenever this is where I, I told you I would go off when everybody was hunkered down and it was like, remember the, that, that two weeks to flatten the curve bullshit that everybody said was going to happen right? You know, all those years ago. What do we do? We watch TV. We watched, we listen to music. We saw musicians just go live on their Instagram and play us songs. And th there was this beautiful outcry for more things to experience and witness so we turn to artists when the shit hits the fan. That's what we do. If we continue to neuter or um, cut artists' ability to create off at the knees with financial support, we are dooming our own our own uh, society. Well, but as long as Hollywood keeps pumping out those big bu budget blockbusters, we'll be fine, right? Well, that's yeah, that's that that's the other part of it is that if if the only art that you turn to is the one that the masses are telling you to turn to, then you mm -hmm. are you are only seeing one version of things, you know. And so I I mean we're fuck, we're learning so much about all of this stuff, but yeah, I mean I I I, I talked to I, I talked to somebody who was in a local theater group recently and he was talking about ways to to collaborate and it was so refreshing to talk to somebody like that or see see other colleagues making work as however they can or my my uh uh one of my um, colleagues at Doan Aaron Cross who's a fantastic painter and amazing teacher seeing her still be prolific in her studio and create her Instagram is great her Instagrams, thank you, Aaron, for continuing to share your work. Mm -hmm. Or Dave Gracie's yeah. art that he, he keeps, you know, it's like. We should get Dave on. We really should. I mean, those mm -hmm. are the, if we've learned anything about like, well. In fact, why are we talking about art without David Gracie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Good night>. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I, I, I started, I, you know, to follow up a podcast from a few weeks ago. I was really afraid to do the thing. I've started doing the things and I was telling. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Telling my assistant, you know, on this video project. Congratulations, by the way, for, you know, Thank you. getting over the hump. I got it. Well, still got to do the thing. But I told right. my assistant today who I just brought on board. I was like, hey, this might be really amazing. And I'm really excited about it. It also might be a giant turd. But that's the best part about it. Right. Is that right now we're given free reign to just let it rip. And that's amazing. And like, you know, we all like Kirsten and I were really conscious about ordering food from local places early on and doing all this stuff. And it's like, well, we need, really need to support local artists, which I'm excited about a guest on our show mm -hmm. coming up. Like we need to support local galleries. We need to support local theaters. We need to support local musicians and really do that when we've been trying to do that a little bit, like chip into the local webcasts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And also to some of the larger ones, like right. the, I gave a little money last weekend to, uh, 
consort the uh, group that's supporting like um out of work stagehands oh yeah and roadies and all those people that aren't working right now you know there's so a, many through a few bucks that way because i mean that's real yeah there's so so many of those folks that are you know union people that are i mean incredibly important and are all screwed right now yep you know mm. yeah well, I could, also, go ahead you obviously are formally educated in this stuff in a way that i am not mm-hmm. but i have been like i am not using hyperbole when i say that art saved my life mm. How music so? saved my life um well I guess in the shortest, most, uh, the going to my first Grateful Dead concert opened up my eyes to so many things. One of the biggest ones was that, and I'm, uh, are you there? You you froze out for a second, man. You froze up. It's my B, might be my internet. (laughs) Yeah. We all froze up. Everybody yeah, froze for a second. Up. The whole world froze. So, uh, okay. And I'm again, this may, this is one of those things and you've talked about and we had this conversation in the past, but like I went to my first, like there's before June 12 or July 12th, 1990. And there's after mm-hmm. June 12th, 1990. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. like I would have been alive for 19 years, but I wasn't living. Right. Yeah. You know, and wasn't sure that I wanted to, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, the combination of a really massive dose of LSD <laughs> with 64,000 of my closest friends. Right. And uh, the Grateful Dead laying it down at 120 decibels, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. was profound. Mm-hmm. It was what, profound. What, what's the date of that show? 712 or 712, 1990, RFK Stadium. Okay. Um, listen to it. It's. Uh, uh, I don't remember much of it, frankly, but what, <laughs> but what I remember is coming out of drums and space into this really warm space that was mm. love mm. Mm-hmm. writ large, right? Mm-hmm. And being enveloped by that in a yeah. way that I don't know that I'd ever known. Not, you know, I mean, it was, it was really intense and, um, and Mus- then, Music is literal magic. Music is the language of the universe. Correct. And math, but music's easier for me to access. Yeah. Right. Um, math rock, math rock nerds don't send hate mail um, because or, it's, or send love mail, whatever. Send, um, send hate mail, but it's also magic. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but like, so, so that is, that was kind of, and like, even before that, like Henry Rollins, I tapped into him. Ooh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and here's the thing. Okay. Back, so like, I remember very distinctly, I was, the year was, I don't know, 85 probably. Mm-hmm. And I remember like my world was, I had been turned on to like Cabaret Voltaire and new mm-hmm. order mm-hmm. and the cure mm-hmm. and some of that kind of, um, I guess it would have been like, I don't know, new wave music mm-hmm. when like most people were listening, you know, it was like Ario Speedwagon and right. Whatever towny rock, you know, did you ever and get I, into, did you ever get into OMB? No. Uh-uh. Um, Somebody just told me about them and I started listening. It's interesting, but okay. Sorry. Go no craft work or anything like that. Although I knew who they were, 
but like i but i was still kind of pulled into like i oh so i remember distinctly like i was working mm -hmm. at, washing dishes at this restaurant and i spent my hard-earned cash on the new white snake album yeah because they had that song that sounded like led zeppelin right yeah, yeah. right and i'm like oh yeah. that so i bought that and i remember thinking wait a minute this sucks this is like just the cheesiest ripoff of all <laughs> like, yeah fuck this album and i just felt stupid for buying it you yeah. know like back to your point of the commodification yes right Yep. And so like, that's really when I, cause I had tipped my toes into that other world. Right. Yeah. 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 A little more artsy. Right. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And then, and around that time I got turned on to black flag. Yeah. And, and yeah. that was like, that was the real shit. <laughs> and it was, and it, I mean, yeah, because it's yeah. like when you hear punk rock or for me, it was like the beastie boys and sure. Nirvana and Pearl jam. When you hear that stuff, that's such a deviant, it, I mean, it, it is, it is the first experience where you have this idea that like art can move you and speak to you and allow your emotions to kind of rip open, mm, you know, white yes. snake with his, with a model rolling around on a Ferrari doesn't, yeah, it, you know, but I mean, no disrespect black flag, to Katan, but you know, right. Black flag. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Ripped everything apart. Right. And some of those album covers, I was at the record store just like, oh my God. Yeah. Family man. Yeah. Family man. <laughs> like yeah. crucify you with nails from your well-stocked garage. You know, I mean just like, yeah. oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. I, well, yeah. So like art, art, I mean, that that's exactly what it is. Is it, I mean, we can point to like music or pop music or punk or, or all of those genres, but it's you know, I, I was also thinking of like, I mean, theater, I could talk about how theater has changed my life. There is a, there is a point. I mean, I was raised in the theater with my family in a community theater in Columbus. And that was mostly like Neil Simon stuff that was really fun and really sure. cool. It was, it was cool because they were making magic all the time and they were a community and whatever. So that I didn't really understand it as an art form until like I made my own thing, which is Gabriel's mm. horn, which is what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Like when I realized I could just do it, it was kind of like that idea of like, you know, you see Fugazi and you're like, oh, they're just doing they're that. They're just out doing it. And I can just do that. Yeah, I can just do it. And I just did it. You know, that's, that's, that's the same, not to even compare what we're doing here to that. But no, that's yeah. what this is. That's exactly what this is. I thought, you know, it'd be fun to talk with Joel and do a podcast. Let's do it. Let, we can just do it. We can just do it. And that's exactly what I'm, I'm making. A, I, here's the thing. Like somebody out there has, I hear this all the time. I'm not really a creative person. It's like bullshit. Like you are, you just don't let yourself be creative in the way. And you think you have to make art the way other people make art. So you tell yourself you're not creative in that way. What is the thing that makes you creative? And if it's like, you're really good at making spreadsheets. You're very creative at the way those work. Then mm. that's your art. I mean, there's ways to be creative with seemingly Dude, mundane things. I had an experience like that work. I had to figure out this. The short version is I had a spreadsheet problem, right? Mm -hmm. And I could not. I was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm look. Are you all right? I just about spit my bucha all over the microphone. I've got, I had a spreadsheet problem. I'm but, don't mean to make fun, but it's like, no, no, I, I did. Every I time I open a spreadsheet, I have a spreadsheet. Well, problem. that's like, I had like, I'm kind of okay with them. I can figure some stuff up in my head. I just could not, I was like, Oh my God. So I went to our, 
like when an accounting assistant, mm-hmm. I said, can you help me with this? Like, I got this, I have these things and I can't, I just, and she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, what are you trying to So I think I'm trying to, she's like, okay, hold on. And she's like, formula, beep, boop, boop. Okay. Yeah. Is this better? I'm like, oh my God. Like yeah. She was a, a wizard. Yeah. Like a literal wizard. She saved me hours and hours of work in yep. like a minute. I've had stage managers that the stage manager in the theater, somebody sort of keeps rehearsal on point, makes sure everybody's conflicts are there, make sure the room is safe. Just is basically the all around flow manager of everything. But they often have to like make spreadsheets and keep track of stuff and keep track of people's conflicts and all this mm-hmm. bullshit. But I've had, I mean, stage managers, they don't think of themselves as very, and some of them might think of themselves as creatives, but their ability to see good stage managers working those spreadsheets mm-hmm. and conflicts and rehearsal reports. And they and know all. who's got a thing with this situation over here and they know it's, how it relates and how it's going to affect that thing over yeah, there. And yes. it all ties together. So if you're out there and you're working in, I don't know, um, it, you know, bank finance, there is a way for you to be, to have, to find your art in that. And mm-hmm. if it sucks you dry, then go home and learn to play the ukulele. But like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Good. But make shit. You, you ever watch the movie Das Boot? Das Boot? No. Yes, das, oh my God. I haven't. It's I've heard of so, this. it is so amazing. Everybody should watch Das Boot. It sounds like it'd be boring. Totally not boring. Watch it with a good stereo system, surround sound subwoofer, and it will scare the shit out of you. Not in like a Halloween kind of way, but in like a tense, like, oh my God, how's this going to end kind of way. Uh uh, It's about German U-boats, and it's a German movie in World War II, and you live Uh in a U-boat, sometimes a couple thousand feet underwater, right? Getting bombs dropped on you, okay? Right. Right. Um, oh my God, it's amazing. But there's a character in it named Johan, and Johan is like the chief mechanic. Mm-hmm. And Johan is like I've all, when I think of like when things kind of get stressful at work for me, mm-hmm. I go to my Johan place, <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is like you. There's only getting the motor to run, mm. and yeah. he's the guy, right? Right. Right. And he breaks down at one point. Hmm. Right. And the mm-hmm. captain of the boat has to point a gun at his head and say, you need to get your shit together. or I'm going to kill wow, you yeah. right now. Right. And Johan pulls it together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And the point is like that. Johan's an artist. Yeah. Right. Right. He's the guy that keeps that diesel running. Yeah. Right. 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 That's an art. Right. It's also a like science, a- but it's like that's a the level of like passion that he brought to that. Mm-hmm. That character in that position. Like I always think, I think of that character and kind of some of those moments that he has when like things get difficult for me, because that's where art's inspiring. Yes. Yes. Like he, that story tells something that resonates with me when things get hard. Okay. So I'm about to go on a tangent because you just reminded me of something and lay it on me. Here's the deal. Storytelling metaphor. Uh, uh, in inspiration. If you want to get metaphysical, spiritual, religious with this, mm-hmm. the only way, and the only way I know anything about the sutras or the Buddha's life is because somebody wrote it down, but he told a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. Jesus of Nazareth taught in parable. Yes. 
the stories about Greek gods and 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 Norse gods were all stories that were passed down. That was all art. You can you can argue the the facts of it, but the truth of it is is or what you're left with, what it inspires in you to be a better person is actually fundamentally transformative to your the the very core of who you are and we can do such good with storytelling and art and and expression and we can do a lot of bad with it but the idea that these things that we hold on to that there is you know supernatural powers out there are, are all just stories that we've been told that's not downplaying them it just means that in the DNA of art and storytelling is the ability to rise above your circumstances and transcend suffering, transcend yes. sin, transcend pain and, and be, and be better <laughs> and be better, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so like music or it's hard to like talk about all of art, but it's like, I guess, I guess this is a, a, a call to everybody is to, I mean, I just made a weird like time-lapse video on my phone the other day and it felt like really great to just create something weird and like not edit it and throw it out there. Um, I need to get back into writing. Um, I, I need to play my guitar more. I, there's, and, but this has been a really interesting leap, you know, this podcast. Mm -hmm. But I guess, I don't know if you're out there, make something weird, share it with us. Uh, that would be totally. cool. Share the weird things. Yeah, mm -hmm. draw something, paint something write something that would be really cool to get everybody. Sh I don't know. It's just that. Well, like, that's what I've been doing part of the, and I've talked about this a little bit. That's part what part of what started this podcast, but like, that's been one of my things that has come out of my meditation practice is that I need to exercise my creativity mm -hmm. muscle. Mm-hmm. Cause I've always kind of had this thing of like, well, you're not really that creative. I have some mm. musical ability mm -hmm. that I was just born with. Like I right. am a pretty decent, just natural musician, you know, mm. but mm. my, my ability to translate that greatness into mm. something tangible right. is limited by the fact that I've been lazy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and I've kind of played, you know, but I never, I haven't never actually really worked at it. Yeah. Right. So that's like I'm taking guitar lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How are things of, going? Are you still well, taking them? Oh, yeah. It's great. Mark Leaker. Uh, so Mark, what do you guys, I mean, because you, you have all the fundamentals of guitar playing. Like, well, what sort you, of. Oh, like, my gosh, you, dog. My dog's barking. Um, we're working. Well, like, for example, one of the things we're focusing on right now is Sultans of Swing by Dire Straits. Nice. All those little licks and fills in that song. That's yeah. been kind of the one of the holy grails for me. Yeah. Like I love the song, but it's in my mind. It's always been like, well, I could never play that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because, I mean, let's face it. It'd be a lot of work, you know, yeah. with Mark's help, <laughs> like I'm woodshedding it out, you know? Yeah. And you see, here's the difference between a person like Mark and a, per a, a, a player like Mark and a player like me yeah. is that he spent a couple days writing out in tablature, all those little licks and fills. Right. Cause he can. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's just it. I mean, yeah. like, but that's like, that's like his level of dedication to art. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so I, the mad respect, you yeah. know, like I'm, 
like I joked last week about riding on your coattails. I'm literally riding on his coattails. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what lessons are. So he'll kind of play something like, Oh wait, what was that? Like, that's a cool that, thing that I've always wanted to play. It's and he'll so show cool. me how to do it, you know, yeah, but then I have so, to practice it, you know? Right. But I think it's so cool that you were like, what's my Holy grail right now of, you know, a song that I would love to know how to play. And you're just working at it. You know, it's like, that's it's how great. it starts. It makes me so happy. Like each time I get one of those little licks down and some of them are just, they're really tough, you know, mm -hmm. not for Mark Knopfler, but for me, they're really tough. Right. But at one point they were hard for Mark. Yeah, Knopfler. probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Probably. There's a couple of them in there that are just like, I really have to work to play them and I've been working on them for a couple of weeks and I still don't mm -hmm. have it quite, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but it's like, but just that process is very mm. therapeutic and it makes yeah. me excited. Like it really makes me excited to see progress on some of those mm -hmm. things and to sit down like i could like if i had to so i put a gun on my head and said get up there and play sultan's a swing i could do it that's amazing it wouldn't be perfect but i could get it we'd get through it you know yeah and that's and you mentioned a few podcasts ago like i'm not a songwriter but you could maybe try to write i mean i wonder if yeah i haven't, tackling, I haven't I, i'm not i'm not there yet no i know you're not there yet i'm just musing <laughs> yeah that if you perhaps tackled sultans of swing it would inspire your your playing in a way or perhaps even your writing in a way i mean that's i poo poo that too because like kirsten told i don't know she said this a few years ago like joel you're gonna write the next american play you know great american play like, oh but i don't that's that's holy challenge God. accepted <laughs> well that's like that's like mount everest you know yeah. uh that's a lot i mean because that that implies commodification too. Like in order to have that level of success to be considered the great new American play. Um, oh man, you'd be on the cover of Time magazine. Well, that's the thing. Like, but I I need to know. I need to remember, dude. Okay, so you're my Jerry Garcia book that Rolling Stone. He Jerry Garcia is looking at me over his sunglasses right now, judging me. I get, I get he's got no room to judge that's true <laughs> he really doesn't uh i i was like you know i, I but i what i would tell Here's my student garcia like i know man i know man <laughs> like, i get it man <laughs> like, I, but i i'm i was i'll take the money it starts yeah it starts with the first scene i i need to oh. start you know what i mean like that's the thing is that it writing something great that somebody else likes that will keep you from doing anything mm -hmm. thinking that it has to be widely popular is the best way to kill a good idea yeah because if we unless unless you're writing modern country music yeah <laughs> oh yeah or modern alternative rock where you're right. literally right you're you're adept at at manipulating the algorithm in yeah. a way that is it's like it's like uh um this is something i learned when i worked in the grocery business mm -hmm. is that grocery store delis are not profitable they only exist to get people through the door to buy the things that are profitable mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that here's the thing about grocery store deli food is that it doesn't have to be good that is not the point the point is that it has to be it exists to be not objectionable to yeah. the most people yeah where the yeah. most people eat and like that's all right yeah it's not it objectionable the fried chicken was good fried chicken was fried well or the macaroni salad or whatever you know it's yeah. not like this yeah. is amazing macro this is like amazing it's like no right. it's like it's it's suitable right right well that's yeah. it's the so like 
commercial music and art is kind of the same thing. It's like it's like uh, commercial art that you see in office buildings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's not objectionable. That doesn't piss me off. <laughs> right. Kind of. <Yeah. laughs> but but, this, but, this, but this good forces. This forces me to think about nothing. And that's why, like, as a theater artist, I was and I where I went to grad school was sort of like the point of it was to make the audience uncomfortable to push the boundary. You know, that's why the, the artists that we love were the ones that did that, you know, black flag, Fugazi, Mm -hmm. the grateful dead, whatever, Mm -hmm. Pearl jam, Nirvana, whoever pushed, uh, beyond uh, Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking of like, I was thinking of like, you know, you know, contextualize it, but Uh, like Rothko, the painter or uh, um, Pollock, Pollock, Jackson Pollock. Oh. Yeah. Or, you know, playwrights. Well, who's that the I think fir- uh, map, map, Maplethorpe, Maplethorpe. I don't know. The, fr- the photographer. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, sure. I'll look it up. Okay. Well, I was also thinking of playwrights like Eric N or Susan Laurie Parks or, you know, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. I heard uh, Henry Rollins is probably 10, 15 years ago, wrote an open letter to Toby Keith. <laughs> it was when Rollins. I think he had a show on IFC or something, and one of the yeah. one of the segments was he wrote a letter to somebody. He had you know he was the 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 airing of grievances kind of thing. But right. He was, even, he was just you know kind of good naturedly saying, "Hey man, you really have a like you have a large audience. Yeah, like a lot of people listen to you, and you could really affect a lot of people. Maybe you could use that uh, pulpit or whatever to inspire people to do more." Than to drive a forty thousand dollar truck on a thirty six thousand dollar a year salary. Yeah. Sincerely, Henry. <laughs> oh, I love him. Right? That's so great. Yeah, I mean yeah. That, that that the 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 mass the mass commodified art that mm-hmm. is foisted upon the general public wherever you turn. Yeah, do, is not inspiring to do anything else other than to maintain the status quo. Well, I think about that too, with like, and, and was, there are exceptions, but, but, but I think about, I, w- I watched this documentary the other day. Um, if you can get on Amazon prime video, which is funny to even say, but it, <laughs> it was, it's called other music. It's about the, the, the record store, other music in, um, in uh, New York city. Hmm. And, uh, they were talking, I mean, they went out, it was about them dying. It was about them, that, that record store going out of business and all of these people, all of these famous musicians talking about how they, they love that place, but how it had to die because it was like, you know, streaming, streaming. I mean, even the obsession with vinyl, the resurgence of that still wasn't enough to keep it, you know, keep the rent in, in, you know, New York city, but they were talking about the algorithms, you know, Mm -hmm. that like, at other music you in order to work there you had to know your shit at least about something about hip-hop about noise about whatever right and that you uh, you would uh, a customer would come in there and say this is i want something that kind of sounds like this and sounds like this and and these people would have to kind of curate your shopping experience for you and now we're back to the movie high fidelity yeah exactly and like those sort of personalities that like you had to deal with those personalities now it's like I can type into Spotify. I want, I listen to um, S- Star Wars uh, remix in like lo-fi <laughs> beat. I was just like eight bit Star Wars. Yeah. It was like, 
<laughs> but it's just like it just pumps it out. There's no, there's no. And human the artist made point zero 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 two cents. Yeah. Whereas at other music and record stores like that, you know, punk bands could come in there with a box of records they just pressed with their own money right. and say, "Can you guys sell these?" And somebody would listen to it and be like, "Sure, we'll see how it goes." And then that band could take off. They had a story about a band that happened in that. You, you all should listen or watch that documentary called Other Music. It's really pretty cool. But it's just like, you know, how do we rise above the lateralization of information within, with the internet and algorithms? And how do we also rise above the commodification of art anyway? I that's, think there's still ways to do it, though, because we all have fucking TV studios in our pockets. Right. And that's and so that's the thing is that there's so much cool art being created. Yeah. Even in Lincoln, Nebraska, there's so much art. Yeah, there is. First Friday. Yeah. Tons of art. Yeah. There's I'm shocked. Lots and lots. Whenever, and I can't wait till they can come back, but like we'd go down to First Fridays, I'd go to like the weird galleries, yeah. Tugboat Gallery, and uh -huh. walk around and see really transgressive, weird ass shit. And I was uh -huh. like, man, I'm back at Cal Arts. Like, this yeah. is a really weird scene up here. This is really great. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's out there. It's challenging. It's mm -hmm. it's provocative. It's it's you know thought provoking. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. we should get some feeling we, provoking. Yes, and just like whimsical. Yeah, the the, the ability. I went. I, the, one of those installations was this. I don't know. She was probably 17, 18 years old. This artist did a video installation and recreated like a teenage bedroom, but had like this video on loop of like really violent acts and all this stuff. And Ooh. it was like, and I got to talk to her about it and she was just right there. She's like, yeah, this is my work, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, I, that is when we're all forced to be in our homes for the last year or whatever, we have to turn to the big budget, big box shit, you know? And I, I or I YouTube, we, I hope that we learn. Well, YouTube, that's true. That is sort of the, that's what my kids watch. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying that like, we're all we're all keeping you know our favorite local restaurant afloat, our favorite local grocery store afloat. Um, let's all remember to keep our local artists afloat. So like, buy those season tickets to the nonprofit theater in your community. Go see your friend's weird ass play. Go see your friend's stand up act. Go to your friend's art opening. Invest the time and energy to do that when and, and as soon as possible instead of just waiting for Wicked to come around again, you know, not that right. it gets Wicked, but right. like, or Hamilton. I love Hamilton, but the amount of money you're going to spend on one touring ticket for Hamilton when this shit's over, you could have seen a whole like three years worth of local theater oh, that definitely. would have benefited your community and maybe your heart 10 times more. Go see Hamilton, it's great, but also support your local theater. <laughs> You can you can do both. You can do both. If you can do both. If you can do both, do both. You know, yeah. go see your friend's band. You know, go to the poetry reading. I don't know. Make your own poetry. Start a reading. Speaking <laughs> of Steer Creek Band's got a gig. When is that? May 22nd at Nomads in Nehawka, Nebraska. Dude. I'm gonna go play the I'm gonna go play the, the outlaw country. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. I cannot fucking wait to go to. We're gonna play outside. They were asking if we wanted to play earlier, and I didn't want to play inside. Yeah. Yep. With a bunch of people that will likely be unmasked. It's like yeah. I'm oh. not. I'm not down. But outside, sure. Let's do this. 
So yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to it. May eighth in Nahaka, Nebraska. No, May twenty second. May twenty second, Nahaka, Nebraska. Nomads in Nahaka, Nebraska. Dude, I cannot wait. Oh, it's gonna do be fun. To, do I have to cut my hair? No, you come as you are. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna come in my man bun and my mala beads. Y- you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. Just you know, tip your weight staff. Oh. Well. Yeah. I, I, we're gonna play some. We're gonna play some Willie Nelson. We're gonna play some Pink Floyd. We're gonna play some Hank Williams, Senior. Yes. Mm-hmm. How I did play, Pink Floyd make it in there? Uh, Fearless off of the album Metal. Okay. I played. I played Fearless for twenty five years, and it works. You can play it country. It's great. Are you? Are you? Are you you're learning new songs, or these songs you already kind of knew? No. Well, I'm having to learn some new songs. I mean, most of it's country, so it, it ain't real hard. It's one four five. You know. Yeah. Right. It's pretty you just throw some bends in there it's you know it's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward but there are some stuff in there like uh whiskey river by willie nelson is deceptively yep. like there's some there's some hooks in there that you kind of have to play mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or not but we're trying to play them you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like some of the dead songs at first like well that just sounds like oh wait that was what unexpected you know yeah i <laughs> there, heard there's... i heard a, a hopeful guest say this once at the willie nelson show that willie and Willie Nelson's got his own sense of rhythm. He does. It's like, it's like un, unlike anything else. Yep. And the fact that his band can kind of follow his whimsy yep. is pretty ridiculous. It's unique. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's what you get when you play together that long. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's cool, man. A show. Yeah, I know. An a show. show. I'm going to. Yeah. And people will hopefully be there and we'll play music and, you know, have a real hoot nanny, you know, dude, I'm going to be there. Okay. That'd be great. Come on. That might be all. my first that maybe, maybe I'll try to make that my first concert. <laughs> in a year and <laughs> I'd a half. be thrilled oh it'll be God, fun that, what a what an oasis in the desert that is right that's that's kind of how i feel about it yeah so that's the thing like rob bell i've been listening to his everything is spiritual book and so like good. it's it's amazing it is amazing and there's a really great if you haven't seen the have you seen like the live show on youtube of that no i never did and i oh it's to. amazing it's great it's a little bit different than the book but it's also really but the point is is that the universe is always expanding always has been and it's the nature of things to like get together and create yes. get yes. together and create atoms molecules people, people get together animals create. stars and, yeah yeah and always getting bigger always more love you know if you're on that plane right and so that's yeah. where like this whole thing back to like meditation I should be yes. more creative. I threw a couple things out there. We have a podcast. People are listening to it. I'm taking guitar lessons. And uh, hey, lo and behold, next thing you know, I'm playing a country show. You know, <laughs> like it's all like, why not? Yes. A year because ago, that's, and a year back ago to what, when, when we're staring at the lockdown and thinking, oh my God, what are we going to do? If yeah. you would have told me, well, you'd have a podcast that people would be listening to and you'd be playing a country show in May. I probably wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> you know, that's so great great but you're right that's what he says I mean, it's like what on a on a fundamental physical level every atom in your body is desiring to come Connect. together and create yes exactly yep and and when you say nope nope ain't gonna come together right exactly i'm <laughs> not coming <laughs> together i ain't gonna you know like that like it's just it, that what is if- what if somebody doesn't like it? Well, That's they, what yeah. I do. Sure. What if they don't like it? That means they, they don't like me. That's total. That bullshit. means you're a bad person. You know what it is? This is you what I tell failed. my actors. This is what I tell my actors in my acting class is that stage fright is essentially 
your lizard brain saying, if you set yourself apart from the group too wildly, then the group is going to kick you out and you don't get meat and you don't get fire, you know, yeah. like it's just that that's yeah. all it is. Like the, the that's real about, though. I mean, it's real, yeah. but it's also like, it's also like, you know, we're not living in caves, you know? Sure. So if we followed our lizard brain, you know, we yeah, wouldn't that's have interesting computer or this kombucha that i just drank right you know we just yeah so anyway the whole universe is pushing us to create come together and create come together and create come together right now right now oh boy <laughs> oh we I did saw. it man i think we did it this is good uh, yeah it's important good. art's important so here's the, here's the challenge, I guess I'll say to all of our listeners, and I will accept this challenge as I continue to create stuff. And obviously Steve's playing in a country band, so he's, he's winning the challenge, but I, um, uh, make some shit, make some tag shit. us in it, tag, put, use the hashtag toot your hooter. Yeah. Create something. <laughs> Please I God really that. think that would be fucking awesome. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. So create something wild and hashtag toot your hooter and tag us in it. We want to see your, we want to see, see your weird art. Yes. <laughs> the world is ending. Well, not why Do you got to go there, man. Well, because it always is. True. That's true. Fair enough. You know, okay. yeah. like it's like I don't know. I don't. That's a that's that's for uh, that's for our Buddhist teacher talk. I'll, right. I'll wait for that. But yeah, make something. Get weird. Toot your hooter. Make something. Get weird. Toot your hooter. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have two at least two fans. Yeah, huge fans. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Right. Huge fans. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Love well, you. Love you too. Have a great week. Yeah. Um, everybody. And uh, connect with the show on the Instagrams, trying to be better podcast, ttbb at gmail.com. TTBB podcast at gmail.com. Joel's trying. I, He's really trying. I really am, but you do it way better. So, well, whatever. You, you do the Instagrams. I don't, I still to this day don't understand Instagram. So if I do something weird, you're like, he doesn't, what? That's because I really have no idea what I'm doing. I love it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, you know right. how to you know how to edit this down and put it on a sure internet. There you go. Put put it on a internet. Yeah. It tells you anything. I don't know how to spreadsheet either. So <laughs> it takes a village. It sure does. Yep. Toot your everybody. We love you. All right. Later. Bye.